when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! Good evening, Peter Grant is here along with Barry Ferguson and me, Paul Cooney. We're going to take your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Barry, it's unusual, no midweek football up here, but we're now beginning to think towards the weekend. Two points in it at the top. Last time we saw Peter, Celtic were just ahead, so... All the calls for you tonight, Peter. No, there's been loads of Celtic <laughs> fans on looking to the games at the weekend. So two-point lead for Rangers as they face Hearts on Saturday. Could be five points by lunchtime Sunday when Celtic play at Motherwell. Is that the way you're looking at it? Of course, that's probably the way you've got to look at it. Rangers have not dropped any points through this run. has been remarkable. You know, Celtic have not played well enough to pick up the points and they'll be disappointed with their points tally. So... And we always said it's about the next game and Rangers have done that remarkably well and Celtic have dropped far too many uh, points to teams that they shouldn't be dropping points to and that's fact. There's no getting away from that. There's no hiding that. Barry, I think, said last week he didn't see Celtic or Rangers dropping points before the end of the season. But it just shows you everybody in this league is capable, you know, of putting an upset if you don't play at your best and Celtic didn't do that, especially second half on Saturday. We spoke to Barry about it at length on Monday night. We had no other production but you and Mark did brilliantly so we looked at every aspect of the Celtic performance at the weekend and Rangers as well. Um, Barry, for you, you're now thinking about this weekend and Rangers have been saying there'll be no complacency and how could there be? No, the, the manager's... But... Like uh, obviously speaking to him and listening to him and his pressers, Paul, I don't think he'll allow that to happen. He knows hearts on a, a rich vein for him. Um, they've got one of the best players in Scotland at this moment in time in Lorne Shanklin. So Rangers know they'll have a, a tough game uh, come Saturday. But if you take the foot off, off the gas, Paul, I, I say it many a times, you, you tend to get a slap in the face. But I, I don't think Rangers will allow that to happen. UEFA has published a document, Peter, as you know, for last season, 22-23, showing that Celtic made a pre-tax profit of £40 million. I think this is in the player trading, isn't it? Uh, it places them among Europe's elite, I think top six in that. So that's their performance through UEFA eyes. In a way, we're waiting for the results to come out from Celtic as well, but for once, they don't really want the results at the moment to be the focus of how much money's in the bank. Because the fans are thinking they're not seeing it on the pitch. The bottom line is, Paul, the supporters are not interested about what's in the bank. Yeah. You know, that's fact. There's no getting away from that. We always want to see results and performances on the pitch. There's no hiding from that. You give 100 million, 200 million sitting in the bank. But if you're not winning games of football, you'll never be happy. And as supporters, that's the way you look at the games. And I'm sure the players, I'm sure Brendan will be really disappointed with the, the points tally being overtaken by Rangers. There is absolutely no doubt about that. But we're really disappointed with the performances, you know. I think you've seen that too many times from them, you know. They have a lot of possession, but I've, I've been disappointed amount at times that the goalkeeper's been worked for the opposition who they're playing against, you know. That's been the thing, the biggest disappointment. And when you make the changes, the, the, the changes seem to be very similar, if you understand what I'm saying. I feel as if the wide players are the same as each other, if you understand. I mean, they're not something different. Um, and if you're going to play against teams that are strong against you. I mean, it probably summed up on Saturday. The player that flicks the ball on for the goal, 
right. He's trying to get off the pitch because he's injured. Yeah. Derek puts him up front, he flicks the header on, <laughs> you know, and that's the wee things that go against you. But you've got to be strong enough at the moments, you know. That That's what we're saying. How do you judge Celtic and Rangers players? And people say, this is a team that's won championships. It's not. In that game Saturday, there's about four players maybe who's won a championship. I think eight of them at the start, but you're right, they're yeah, on the I, bench. But, yeah, but yeah. no consistent, Paul. You're yeah. talking about over a period of time. You're mm-hmm. saying people say, oh, he won a championship. Who? Are you talking about Tony Rawls? Are you talking about Stephen Wells? Do they, I don't mean do they count. I don't mean that disrespectfully oh, to them. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Alistair Johnson would be playing. Carter Vickers would be playing. You know, let's get away yeah, from that. Sure. Greg Taylor's back from injury. You know, all these things he's going off in the game. And listen, that was a, a weird. Greg's going to a lot of criticism. But I felt when he went off on Saturday, the game changed. And I don't mean necessarily about Burnaby coming on. I know he's got a lot of criticism. I don't necessarily mean with that. But because of the position that Greg plays and how well he plays it, and he, he, that was a blow. And I know it was probably 60 minutes he's got to go off. I understand that. But there was a big change in the performance even after that. You know, and that's, that's the fine lines. You know, it's not a team of champions. Let's not be kidded. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Celtic fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Rangers fans, top of the table and looking forward to the weekend. Sean, I think you were there a moment ago. Give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry was saying on Monday night, well, you're surprised that Celtic, um, they blinked first in the other weekend because you expected the two of them to go, you know, toe-to-toe, match each other until April the 7th. Yeah, I, no. I was just been brutally honest. I thought that yeah. would have been the case. Um, when I seen the result come in at 25, I was surprised. Um, I'm not being disrespectful to Kilmarnock, but Celtic have still got enough players in that team to make sure they, they get the three points. So you've got to give credit. Kilmarnock went to the end. Look, the goal for Celtic, yeah, you would be you would be going off your head if you were yeah. on that pitch. The ball comes in, you put your head where it hurts. Be strong, defend, get it out of your box. Um, but listen... Credit to Kilmarnock, the boy. Good header past Joe Hart. Then a bit of pressure then goes on Rangers in a different way. They have to go up to McDermott Park. Surface was horrible. But I liked the way they went about their business, Paul. Um, it wasn't the arrogance of, oh, we'll go and play out for the back. They went back to front quite a bit during the game. And it's certainly that game plan worked and they got a brilliant three points. Let's take the first call. And it's Sean from Gartham, look, a big Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. How are we all doing? Hi, Sean. Good, doing, yeah. Sean? I, uh, guys, I believe Rangers will win the league. I don't think they get respect certain uh, journalists. I'm not saying you guys, but I'm saying certain journalists. I'm sick of it. Uh, everybody shouts Brendan Rodgers is this and this. Let's be honest, guys. And I'm, this is new. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a wee bit done. Let's be honest. Brendan Rodgers won the league with Celtic when Rangers were basically on their arse. They couldn't have won anything. They, they, they were struggling. So, yeah, you're not happy the way Rangers were at that point, Sean. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers is not a great manager. He's an nope. average manager. I'm sorry, guys. Right, Peter, um, he won everything last time round. Rangers were part of it, but so were all the other teams as well. Sean, I know what you're saying there, but um, what would you say to Sean, who's saying that Rangers were nothing like what they are now? And neither are Celtic, the team mm. that Brendan had, you know what I mean? So let's be perfectly honest with you, you know, so... Sean's right. I think Rangers deserve utmost respect for what they've done. Their manager's been phenomenal. And he's said all the right things. I've been very impressed with the way he goes about his business. He's got the players believing. And it be said, I always used to say when Celtic were in front with the points in front, I'd rather have the points in the games in hand. Rangers have done that. They've taken over now. They've went in front. And you've got to respect that. And I thought you've, you've got to tip your hat to the manager because he's got the players believing. That's the biggest thing. 
And if you get your players believing that, it doesn't matter. You can move mountains at times. You know, I've seen better players losing championships because they have not had that belief or they've not been playing well. You get through when Rangers uh, obviously stopped the, the 10. You get through that and you think Celtic would have probably, I said, had a better squad then but couldn't win it because they didn't play well enough. And that's happening this year. We've not played well enough, not been consistent enough. And I think... Any Celtic fan, Brendan would say the same. I think the players 100% would say the same. But there is no doubt Rangers deserve a lot more respect. And if they win the, the, uh, the championship, they've thoroughly deserved it. They've never mind being seven points behind because you all play the same amount of games. That, that, that goes and comes and goes. What you've got to do is just keep battling away, keep battling away, and that's exactly what they've done. They've got their noses in front now. Now it'll be interesting, one, how Celtic respond, can they respond, and can Rangers take the lead and stay in the lead? That's the thing, the question, which nobody knows yet. Barry, I'm slightly surprised that Sean feels that Rangers are not getting the respect that they deserve. Because a lot of people have said, yeah, I've listen, Paul, it's yeah. all about opinions. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've got to be honest, we have been so impressed by him. Um, not just his mannerisms the way he's went about and changed the, the, the way that Rangers play the game now the difference in some of the players and they've done the, the it's been hard getting to the top of the league but it's even harder now to stay there um, but look I, I think he's he's installed um, a real energy about them a, a real belief in the squad you can see it in the difference of the performance um, performances of some of the players as an example I keep I look at an area where I play I think John Lundstrom's just He's a different player. He was always a good player, John Lundstrom, in my eyes. But for me, he's been a real driving force. But the difference he's made for that game against Aberdeen, the defeat at Ibrooks, I was really, really concerned about the group of players. But you've got to not just give the managers credit, you've also got to give the players credit because they've, they've managed to turn that around. Sean, we were just looking at it with Peter and Barry beforehand when Philippe Clement yeah. took over, going into his first game, Celtic were on 22 points after eight games, Rangers on 15. So it's quite a turnaround. So I think there's been a lot of credit. Brendan Rodgers is getting it from both sides. Quite a lot of the Celtic fans have been going. The Rangers fans as well. You know, Paul, a Rangers fan was on the other night giving him it tight as well. Do, do you know what I like, yeah. Paul, about the managers as well? I don't know if Grant agrees with me. He's not arrogant about it. He'll still respect the fact that there's a long way to go yeah. still. There still is, what, 12 games to go. There's a lot of football to be played. So he'll know, certainly take yeah. his eye off the ball. And that, that's the way you've got to be. Because if you do, as I say, genuinely, um, results will go against well, you. Well, I think that's the thing we said since he came in the door. The only thing he looks after is what Rangers do yeah. from week to week. The Celtic-Rangers games always, as I said, look after themselves. So there's no use looking beyond that. So when, every time you come in, I'd, uh, did he take, was Philippe the manager at semi-final as well? the cup mm -hmm. so he does that gets to a final wins it so he's putting that belief in the players and every time you win it gets more and more belief into your players mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll not play as well as. and I, I can imagine he's still wanting the team to play hell of a lot better yeah. and I'll have a lot more from it because he's, he's probably an imbalance within the group and all that there is absolutely no doubt but you've got to say fantastic for him he, he's not looked at Celtic if you put them in isolation Rangers have done exceptionally well for where they were not even for where they were they've performed at the levels and getting to the levels their big players are, are performing now the Cantwells and that are showing performances now and you're looking at Celtic and Celtic aren't playing at their best you know okay they've chopped and changed but that happens to everybody it happened to Rangers last year so we can't moan about that we, say, we know that but that's what I'm saying There's, it's different now because how many of these guys have been champions? How do they know to handle the pressure of being the so-called underdog now? At Celtic? But, yeah, yeah, of sure. course you're, you're a well, But Rangers are the opposite. See, see, the Rangers are in front. Sure. The, the thing about Rangers, if you look at the games that he's been in charge since he's come in mm -hmm. through the door, half of them, 
I th- I'm sure Sean will agree with me. Half of them have been really good, really impressive performances. The other half have been okay, but they've found a way, they've managed to get results. And that's the difference. When you don't play at the top of your game, you find a way to win. And the example was in, in Sunday. Look, I know St. Johnson are down the bottom half of the table, but that pitch was horrendous. Oh, yeah, you look at St. Johnson, they've got an experienced manager who knows the game inside out. They've got an experienced back three. They're well set up. And that was a, a potential banana skin from, but they changed their game plan. They went back to front quite a bit, as I mentioned at the start of the show. And generally, when I've watched Rangers before, it was all about passing and moving. But he identifies. You come to a place where you need to change the way you play. And he'd done that on Sunday, and he got the, the rewards for that. Sean, do you agree with Barry on that? Yeah, I agree with Barry a lot. Uh, Barry, uh, I do. Uh, I do agree with Barry. The pitch uh, at the weekend was very, very poor. I think the SPFL need to take action on. I know, I know clubs in Scotland haven't got much money outside the old firm. Maybe Aberdeen, Hibs, and Hearts have got a few quid. But the, the plastic pitches and some of the pitches are going to. Um, Paul, yeah. you could get injured on the pitches. I've seen parks in my local council parks. And they're in better than in uh, St Johnston's and that it's it's not yeah. good enough. But I know I know these clubs are basically running by the own a tight budget. They're probably got lucky if they've got a million pound in the bank. But we need to, they, I think the SFA and the SPFL need to look into this because see you're advertising this on Sky Sports or TNT Sports or whatever channel it's on. People in England yep. was put up. What's going on there, man? Yeah, the pitches, the, the divide, and it, the money between Scotland and England. You, you're right, Sean. You can see it on the pitches. I don't know what the smaller clubs can do because it's down to finances, it, it? Paul. Sure. Yeah, yep. like Sean's just mentioned there. That, that, listen, there's not a lot of money floating about Scottish football, but some of the conditions of the, of the pitches aren't ideal. But again, listen, you've got to deal with these situations. Here's Philip Clement speaking, Sean, after the game at the weekend, and it's about you know how they manage games. Uh, that it was a really strong performance today, for sure in these circumstances. So um, it was not the surface where we can play uh, our normal football, what we train every day, what uh, what the lads have, have shown uh, last couple of weeks or months. So we had to adapt, but the team is ready for that now. Uh, we had uh, a few practice games in that way, like Dumbarton, St Mirren, in really difficult circumstances and they understand now we need to play a, a different kind of football. In those moments, if you have that kind of surface and, and we did in a, in a really good way today uh, with a dominant performance, there was never a doubt in the game. I think we even didn't get one shot on, on target against scoring three goals, could have been more. Um, yeah, it's really pleasing. Also, starting with 11 players, but all the guys who come in, they give something extra to the team. They give the extra energy. They give the extra quality in that moment. And uh, and you see the team growing. And extra points, new players coming in, getting more minutes, showing quality also. Uh, Dio was even man of the match today. Oscar was it last time, I think. So those are also really important things. And you see they're, they're settling in really fast because the dressing room is a really nice environment to come into. And uh, all the boys are helping the, the new guys to settle in really fast. So that's also a really pleasing thing. Sean, what about Diamandi for you? What about the goal? Oh, I thought that goal was a cracker. Uh, I thought that was a good goal. I, I actually enjoyed that. 10 out of 10 for that. Um, <laughs> I was at the game before uh, the weekend. Oh, I thought Rangers had a few... Uh, well, I think Rangers had about 300 chances. I think Rangers... And then that, if that was any other game, Rangers would have won at least with triple figures. But... 
Yeah, but I did like his goal, and I think he'll be good. The only one I'm a bit unsure about, uh-huh. Barry might say, I'm a bit unsure about Silver, Barry. I don't know I don't know about him. I'm a wee bit concerned about him. Yeah, well, well listen, I want to see a bit more from him, Sean. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Listen, in terms of his work rate, his work rate's good. He worked hard for the team, but I, I'm expecting a bit more quality. Mm. Maybe that'll come. Maybe it takes some players a bit more time to settle in. Um, listen, you're not a bad player if you, you're signed for over 30 million quid. Um, but uh, hopefully in the coming weeks, he'll show a bit more going forward. Barry, many changes for this weekend before uh, Sean goes. Yeah, yeah. again, he keeps I think it. he'll go four, yeah. five, six changes mm-hmm. again. And and what I like, he's mixing it up really well. But the difference is, Paul, when you make so many changes, granted I'll tell you he's been a manager a way longer than me is, that's the worry when you change it, it doesn't click. But it seems to be clicking. And I think the difference in this group of players is every player, when they come in, know their roles and responsibilities without, with and without the ball. And I think that's the, the biggest difference mm-hmm. for me when he makes the changes, it doesn't seem to... Um, but you feel a pressure on you as well, don't mm-hmm. you, Baz? You know, yep. if you were the player going in, you're thinking to yourself, I better go in and play well today and show my maximum. Even if the manager changes me again next week, I've got to leave my mark on here. I don't want to be in the team if it loses. I want to be in the team when it wins. So your standards go up all the time, which always should be the case anyway. Yeah. You know, it was def- definitely different in my days because I never had that many uh, substitutes. But you never ever wanted to see your number coming up, right. ever. So you wanted to stay in there and you wanted to be in the team. Well, and I'm sure that's what it's like. I, I bet you've been in this position, Grant, if you leave players out, some of them spit the dummy out. Aye, absolutely. And then you see them in the corner, no happy, head down. Um, but it doesn't seem that way. If somebody's yeah. left out, they respect the decision and they wait for their opportunity. And when they get the opportunity, they grab it with both hands. Sean, why you don't do the lottery, I don't know, because you're the guy three years ago who said Rangers will win the title by, what, 25 points. What's going to happen this season? Rangers have got one in the league. Uh, sorry, James, and sorry, uh, All right, that's Peter. okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm, and I'm going three-one on Saturday to Rangers, and I'm going two-one to Murrayville on Sunday. <laughs> Come on now. Come <laughs> on, Sean. Give me a break. Give me something to look forward to. <laughs> if that did happen, that would indicate Celtic have gone. But I mean, Celtic—they've got it in their own hands. Rangers have got it in their own hands I, as I, well. I'm, I'm yeah. not buying into they've gone. No, no. Sure. I, I don't think they're go, they've, they've gone as a, a, a team. Um, I just think they're going through one of these spells where it's just not happening for them. Um, and I don't think the players that are coming in for the the players that are out at this moment in time are good enough. I mean, because if you miss a guy, I mean, two guys come spring to mind. Carter Vickers and Hitati. No disrespect, but the two boys that they signed, um, for what, how much money? I don't know, roughly. Mm. Lager Bielka. About the three brocade. to four million. Yeah, same, so probably seven, eight million pound. It tells you something when, when Welsh is starting in front of them. Sure. And, and don't get us wrong, but I think Welsh comes in and does a, a, a fine job. Yeah. Uh, Paul, here's someone on. A few messages come in the WhatsApps. A Rangers fan saying, we're hearing about Celtic's injuries, but Rangers have had injuries too. He's saying we've had injuries to Danilo, Roof, Ben Davies, Tom Lawrence, Jack and now Seema, all missing large parts of the season, but we just hear about how Celtic have injured players. Um, no, I agree yeah. with that. I don't, listen, it's been one of the ones, Paul, I don't think you should moan about injured players because that happens. You know, you never know who it's going to be. That's how transfer windows as a manager is a nightmare because you can say, well, I don't need a left-back, I've already got two, and then sure as fate, the transfer window shuts and you end up with two injuries to your left-back. That happens. So I think that, right, we can't make excuses for that. We still think when you're playing at Celtic Football Club, you should have the quality that comes in for these guys to be good enough 
to carry the baton on. That's why you sign them, that's why they're there. But maybe that obviously a couple of them have been there prior to Brendan Men in this time, and he maybe look at that differently and say, Well, they're not maybe at the levels that the other boys are, and maybe that's what it is at this moment. But as a manager, if they're there, their longer term contract, there is nothing you can do about that unless somebody wants to come in and take them right away. And I think Lager Bielka, for instance, they were moving him, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. going with the reports. Obviously, Carter Vickers got injured again. Yeah, so you had to stay. You had yeah. to stay, but I, I agree with that. I, I, listen, I would take to ever, I, I never won anything in six years, mm -hmm. so I know what it's like. And I don't think we ever come out and made an excuse. Rangers were better over the piece than us mm -hmm. at that period of time, and they won nine when I was there. Or better over the piece for us so you can't argue with that Barry what are you thinking on the injuries many of them are back now in fact uh, James Tavenier was saying the yeah. manager's going to have a headache so many players That's want to you play want. you want competition yeah. for places uh, and listen Paul's right Look, Rangers have missed some players um, like Seema for me is a key player but it looks to me if he could be back in the next couple of weeks so that'll be a major boost but listen the, the difference is when you've got a fully fit squad that you can go and you can make the changes if things are not going according to plan on the pitch you look behind you and you've got good quality to, to replace them. Right, we're off and running. Peter Grant is here. Barry Ferguson as well. You know the number 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 374 0409. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Thanks for making the switch every night from five. Barry Ferguson is here where else would you go Peter Grant is here as well quite a few Rangers fans on tonight I'll give you some more feedback right, from Paul. then yeah, there you are Peter <laughs> two points at the top of the table is it going to be close Peter whatever happens do you think Oh, we, we said it last week we think it would go all the way now because Rangers got their self right back into it now they're there at the front so Celtic have got to do the chasing now I'd have rather been at the front there is absolutely no doubt of that uh, that's where you want to be you want to be the top of the league um, Barry will tell you the same thing everybody says oh it's better to chase and whatever is it hell you want to be right at that top running away with it that's what you want to be doing yeah. Rangers fans been on here somebody here saying I believe Rangers will win the league but they don't get respect not enough respect from some media companies in this country 56 is coming home I'm not sure where that's coming from Barry the, anything I see or read or listen to people are respective well, uh, of the job listen, the guys do everybody's got yeah. their own opinion you're free to have your own opinion course, yeah. I'm totally fine with that I've got my, my opinion some people don't agree with that either. I think, I think that comes from bias that everybody's sort of saying Celtic are not doing well and got a lot of criticism as if not giving enough to Rangers, if you understand. And some people can look at it that way because of all the criticism, the paper coverage is mostly about Celtic not doing well or whatever. So they think Rangers are not getting the respect. Mm. Absolutely respect to come from where they've, they've been, the points behind, to go in front. It's a magnificent run. And the manager's been excellent. Also, I don't think they'll mind, Granny. Yeah, absolutely. Under the radar. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Go and speak yeah. about Celtic or whatever, because all the, the, the press at this moment in time is all sure. about Celtic. Yeah. But you just go about your job quietly and efficiently. That's that's the most important thing. And that's the way that I would, uh, absolutely. I would enjoy it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> this was Brendan Rodgers after the Celtic, the late goal, which made it 1-1 with Kelly. It looked like we were going to get away with uh, a good result. It was not a great performance. We didn't get either by the end. I thought... Uh, Disappointing performance from us. So there was no excuses at that point. And then the box, as I said, we, we create opportunities and maybe not making that chance. If I'm being honest, I didn't think today we created so much. There's been other games where we have been in really good positions and peppered the goal and got into really good positions, didn't take them, and then left it a nervy finish and we end up drawing the game. Today we, we got the goal with some moments in the first half. Um, 
but but no one near enough. And then in the second half, we we created the anxiety ourselves. You know, people have talked at times about the support. Today was nothing to do with the supporters. Today was our play that was too safe, too negative, and then um, then we invite pressure. So um, and it was really structurally a, a, a quite a straightforward game for us to get through into the final third of the pitch. And then we did get through. We just lacked that uh, finesse in our pass or decision making. And, uh, and like I say, when you're hanging on for one nil, or not hanging on, but you're at one nil, then of course you you can invite the pressure and. Uh, the goal we give away from being in a really good position in the final third of the pitch, the goal that we concede is, is very, very disappointing. So it's happened too many times. It's not as if it's just today. So, uh, so yeah, so we have to go away and analyse it and come back. We have a good week's training and, and look to get ready for our next game. Peter, this time last night, John Hartson, who worked with you, I think, at the weekend yep. yeah, on Celtic TV. So John was mentioned, well, he's asked a lot of things, and he said about Burnaby, should have done better at the late goal. Um, he said, well, he actually said it was a disgrace. He doesn't even challenge Watson for the goal. And he said it could cost Celtic the title. How are they going to change things then and change the narrative, which the manager spoke about over a week ago? Um, the window's shut, we know it. You know, People can go on about recruitment, the board or whatever. Celtic are where they are. What, what do you think he can do to get the winning back for Celtic starting at Motherwell on Sunday? It's very difficult to put your finger on, Paul, because you look at it and you think they have 73% possession. Mm -hmm. I think people keep saying, and I agree with Brendan at the game on Saturday, the one thing I said was they didn't want the goalkeeper enough. Mm -hmm. And Kilmarnock were always in the game. I thought they started the game well, Celtic, because they passed the ball forward. The thing I always think when Celtic changes, when they start passing to each other at the back and then going back to Joe, I think that's a problem. Because other teams are set against you. They want you to do that. But in the first half, I thought they passed beyond them. They got beyond them. Getting to the final third, and I thought we were wasteful. You know, we got into good areas. And there was some good link play with the two strikers, which I still, I'm not a fan of Kyogo playing the deeper one I like him right up the top in fact if you were playing the two of them I'd play either the deeper one because I think he's strong and takes the ball in well but the two of them linked a couple of times well round about the box so they're getting a few, a few opportunities Matt Arell would be disappointed with two hits he had sure. that he never had clearly so these opportunities but wasn't enough saves that the goalkeeper had to, to make so Kamarat were always in the game and I'm thinking to myself, I hope they don't get a long throw or a set play. And I said to you, they've taken the strikers off, they've changed the front two. Yeah. They've ended up with one striker, Van Veen, but the big centre-half right had to go up there and it becomes a pair. All of a sudden the cross comes in and I'm sitting behind the goal and I'm thinking, oh, he maybe get away with this here because it looked like a push on the back. But I don't care if he's pushed. He's still got to be so aggressive because Greg Taylor done the exact same in the first half against Kyle Vassell who was well sure. above him and Greg got up and put his head in his face mm. and defended with his life. And Vassell and, is and, muscular. That's right, exactly. Yeah. So that's the difference of making you being a good defender and having that desire not to concede and I can understand why John criticised on that because that's your job. See at the back, let's be brutally honest, he wasn't strong enough. Absolutely. Not defending. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're going into the final minutes, that's where you've got to be right on it. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, listen, if you've got to put your head, if somebody's pushing you in the back, you be strong and stand firm and defend for your life. It was poor defending. And you mentioned about the way they play the ball out from the back. It can be very slow. It goes back to Joe Hart, it goes back out. Why doesn't he change that? Is that it's got to be down to the manager, I would imagine, who says. But that, they didn't do that in the first half. No. Ball. So when they came in at half time, the manager would be happy with the way the, yep. the back guys were playing in the middle of the pitch and Celtic were dominating big periods and getting, but as I see, into the final third. I still think the wide players are all the same. So no matter who you change, they're coming on and doing the same job, if you understand. They're what not I'm good enough, are they? 
listen is that unfair to say? I, I, I would never say that about any football player no matter who he plays for but the fans enough. will say it if, 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 if it's course, the case but yeah. it's not like the wingers I played with right. so I'm thinking yeah. David Proven sure. going by somebody outside wow when I, there's yep. a crossing mm. real quality coming in I don't see enough of that with Celtic whether it's the wide players but any of the four wide players and that happened actually at the goal I think it's Yang and forgive me if I'm wrong mm. but I think Yang's yeah. done the step over done the step over run inside three Celtic players around about it Hits off the defender, it ricochets out the middle of the pitch and Kamara got him to score. And that's where Celtic are from. Yep. And I'm thinking, it's another wide player tucking inside to where all the bodies are. If he goes on the outside even, or has a shot at the goal, the game is finished. That is the game finished. But then that's a decision. And that, listen, that doesn't come down to the manager. We've all been there. Me and Barry's been there. You'll talk to the players to your blue in the face and you're only giving them information, trying to help them. And there's certain things happening again, Paul. The manager can do nothing about sure. But passing across to the back to each other, I would be going out and saying to them, hey, I don't want to see it again. Mm. We were told centre-half wasn't allowed to pass to centre-half. Mm. We were always told that, no matter what level we played. Right. But we were never allowed to pass to each other. And I think Celtic do that. When the game were in their control, they do that at times. And I'm not just talking now. Sometimes they've done it last year. And I think the only time Ange changed it was at Livingston because never the good results mm. at Livingston. All of a sudden, the two centre-backs never played once to each other because Carol Starfelt kept it in behind and Celtic won their first game there for ages. Of course, it's yeah. no rocket science. But it's these wee small details that become a problem. Barry, width is so important. Oscar Cortez, the manager mentioned him yeah. earlier there. Mm -hmm. He was man of the match. The, the Granny's saying game. about the Celtic wide players. I, I see them getting the ball and their first thought is come back, play it inside or play it back to the full-back. And... The difference I'm seeing with, with whether it's Cortez, McCausland, Matondo, Sima, Scott Wright, they're looking to run in behind. If they don't get the ball to feet, they're looking to run in behind. But if they get their ball to feet, they're looking to face up the defender and take them on. And that's what you want for your right players. Mm -hmm. Certainly in the final third. I'm fine in the middle third. If they get it, nothing's on. Bump, yeah. it can go back to the defender. But you get in that final third, I want to see positivity for a wide guy. And that had been a problem for Rangers, wasn't it? After yep. Ryan Kent, yep. you know, for a time under Michael Beale, there was nobody yeah, getting that it, penetration. It's clearly, he likes wide guys, and mm. I, I still like seeing a bit of with I me mean, standing on the touchline, mm. making the pitch as big as possible. And as soon as they get the ball, they're looking to be productive and drive at the the fullback and make a fullback defend. Certainly in the the defensive half of the opposition. But Barry, when you played, and I played so before Barry and that. Mm. That's what you had Glad to do. You said that. Because yeah. you had to go by people. Huh. Because predominantly, we played against teams at the time it was predominantly 4-4-2 four, four, at that yeah. particular time. But they near enough played four central midfield players. Mm. So the space was either for the full-back going or the wide players getting outside. That's not changed for Celtic or Rangers. Teams are making it difficult <laughs> with boxing off certain areas of the pitch. Mm. So the hardest ball to defend, and I don't care what def if any defender in here, me and Barry were in the middle of the pitch, but see balls mm. coming in behind you. It's so difficult. And there's one guy... In Scottish football, who I'd say is the best at it, plays for Celtic. Mm. It's Kyogo. So he loves crosses coming because he plays that half yard offside anyway, but he just gets himself enough back on side. So if the ball's yeah. down the side mm. of the pit, then he can go again. Right. And that's what he loves. So if yeah. you're not doing that, and that's why I say when I disagree with people when they say he's out for him, I just think, put the crosses in. Do you see that, Barry, that Kyogo's not getting the supply that he got yeah, last season? Listen, yeah. I was going to say it, granted, took the words out of my mouth. See that channel between the centre back and the goalkeeper? Mm. Hate it. Absolutely. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> and that's what we, like, for instance, I'll go back to the guy I played with, Neil McCann. That's what yeah. he looked all the time. Just put it in an area and listen, see if your centre forward or your opposite wide guys no in or your midfield runners no getting there. Then you can have a pop at them. 
go and you deliver it give them the ammunition and it's up to them to go and deliver the goals See, Mikey Johnson scored again for West Bromwich Albion. Some Celtic fans will be saying, wishing him all the best there. He's down there on loan. And Charlie Adam is saying that Boston Lowell has been tipped to make it at Celtic. So he is with him at the moment. Europa League, last 32 second legs this week. Rangers will learn their opponents on Friday, Barry. So, yeah, Friday uh, afternoon. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. for Rangers. They're still in Europe. And I looked at the, the games last week and obviously mm-hmm. games tomorrow night. Some big teams. Um, but it's fantastic for Rangers, isn't it? It's great. But it's yep. fantastic. You're saying to yourself, and listen, we talk about the start of the season and how things change, right? We are talking about Beale at the time mm-hmm. as a manager. Now the Rangers have got a chance here. Treble mm-hmm. and the Europa. You're allowed to say that. No, but you know what I'm saying? That's because they're the only one that can, Paul. Sure, we can't because yeah. we, we've lost a cup. Yeah. So the bottom line is that's that's what they're looking at, but that's the difference the way it talks. And that's what happens in Glasgow. Yep. You're either, there is no second place we've said it so many times so when you're not doing particularly well you take the criticism that comes with you don't bite back you've got to put the big jacket on and go again and roll the sleeves up and sometimes it's not about the nicest play and being that you've got to be dogged you've got to be determined who's going to, to give that in the Celtic team? because John was critical of them last night the fans are who, who, who's going to, and you could hear Callum McGregor afterwards I heard the audio he sounded exasperated and he said he's going to find out what's wrong though and they'll put it right but listen I've been there I've been there many times I know what it's like and you're trying your damnedest and everything's not going for you but the one thing nobody will forgive I'll always sorry will always forgive you running harder making it difficult for your opponent putting balls in the box getting shots on target getting crosses in because then the fans are involved with it but as what I'm saying if you're doing it to the other side of the pitch and bringing problems on yourself with knocking the ball at each other and then going back to your goalkeeper you know that's just stupidity no matter what way you're wanting to play football and I'm not talking about taking away football because some of the football is really good you know when you're trying to play but there's a time you've got to use your common sense yeah. and I'm I'm absolutely positive Brendan I was saying the exact same thing there's absolutely no doubt in my mind of that but then that take sometimes I look at it now Paul and I'm thinking to myself how would I deal with that dressing room with Celtic now what would you do I don't know because of the different languages. Languages, yeah. All that's mm-hmm. completely different. So it's easy for us sitting here saying, I would say this, I would mm. say that. How does it come across to them compared to the way somebody grabbing me a oh, Roy yeah, Aiken or whatever cultures. by the throat yeah. or something like that, you know? He'd you just say one that? word. Yeah. No, we've done it with each other a few yeah, times. Mick sure. McCarthy's, Danny yeah. McGrain's, go back to all these guys. You can't do that anymore. No, I was just about to say yeah. that. that. I'd be understanding. But listen, I can guarantee you, Paul, that would still happen in the restroom nowadays. Don't you worry about that. That, But because you've got so many different cultural backgrounds, yeah, sure. by the time you explain it to him, to his, somebody else is telling him, there's a different mm-hmm. vibe for that. So whatever mm-hmm. Brendan's saying, maybe one of the Japanese lads doesn't understand, yeah. but maybe an interpreter's sure. saying, does that come across as the same? I don't know. But I'm saying, I ask the question to myself, so it's easy for me sitting here saying, I would do this, do that. But how do you manage that dressing room with that nowadays, which is completely sure. different? Barry? Yeah, I, I couldn't care less at half time. I would start an argument to get a reaction off my teammate. That that's what I done. Um, sometimes I just done it just to get a reaction. That there was no need for it. But that's um, that was just one of the the coping mechanisms that I. I How done. would you do it, Baz? With a lot yeah. of foreign boys. I'm not talking about well, Dutch because Dutch were English. English, and that's perfect. Yeah, generally, yeah. the 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 foreign guys that were in playing with us were. Their English was pretty good. Yes, they, they exactly. understood. They, they did under, understand what you were what, what you were saying, um, and I, I just found it was a way that if you knew you knew on the pitch going in at half time, you knew walking off. Listen, this is nowhere near good enough. What do I do? Do I go in and it's not like fisty cuffs or whatever. No. You go in and you have a pop at somebody. Yeah. They have a pop back at you. 
tensions get a bit heated and then generally you would go into the second half and next thing it would start to happen for you that's what I found it's a good insight though isn't it you don't think about that you no. know first couple of years yeah, I, I, saying, I honestly seen nine times out of ten I just done it to get a reaction I, out yeah, of yeah. and then for instance they would go and set a goal up or they would score a goal and then you'd be laughing at each other yeah, first round yeah. celebrate I, of course no exactly you would be listen you would be at each yeah. other you still do that in the office yeah, <laughs> ten minutes <laughs> ten minutes later Next thing you're, you're celebrating a goal or a good move or, or whatever. But, that, but that's what I've tried to think in myself how you would deal with it. If I was in Callum's position, mm-hmm. how would I deal with it? Because it is slightly different. It's sure. all right. I predominantly, 99% are British, as yeah. in what you know. Yeah. Not a couple of yeah, forms, but, but who's English? Who's English, English was yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's easy Better for than us. Scottish players. Uh, <laughs> you know. I bet Scottish, they soon get to know that, all the swear sure. words. Yeah. <laughs> and the media as well. Peter Grant's here. I still think there's a place for that. Yeah. I'm not saying going in and rolling yeah, about. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Fighting but, with each yeah. other. But I, I, I sometimes enjoyed a, an argument. It kind of got me as well. Yeah. Worked mm-hmm. up a bit and thought to myself, right, you know what? This has shook me up a wee bit. I'm, I'm going out here and going to give mm-hmm. it a, 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 my best or a bit better than what I, I did before. And that's maybe what's mm-hmm. happened. Sometimes there's a few home truths need to be told as well. Listen, it's not good enough. You're not doing what is expected mm-hmm. of you. And I need to see better. Barry loves an argument so too does Peter you know the number 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property get your home ready for the market with help from their team of experts Let's go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property and we're getting ready for the kilt walk Barry it's not too far away now 28th of April for the Glasgow one and you better get in soon because so many people want to go and there's uh, yeah I think we had to close it earlier last year so I think it's going to be the same this year Barry looking forward to it yep always do Paul Um, brilliant charity uh, and I'm sure it'll be absolute stowed again as it normally is that's right you can do it for whichever charity you want to and Peter you might be there that day as well uh, hopefully yeah. you give me an invite then excellent you're invited oh, that's good just sign up then. it's that's only £20 and, oh uh, no that takes you can back sign up <laughs> hey, Peter. Well, that means we'll know we got if it's £20 he won't, he won't have that change <laughs> sign you up <laughs> absolutely yeah, you could yeah, pleasure anyway. you two to be there <laughs> it would be fantastic I think it's going to be the world's biggest ever burn supper will you have the Celtic tartan on Peter I would love to yeah, yeah you will okay, okay. that's fair enough Barry are you wearing the Rangers tartan on the day of course yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see the picture already but look wear whatever you want come along and have a great day so we're looking forward to the weekend it's a funny week isn't it we don't have any games here in Scotland of course there are uh, in Europe some games down south but not right at the top so we're just looking forward to the weekend but before the break a few people have been on saying tell us about who were the people that maybe in the dressing room you mentioned the ones that you wouldn't want to cross you know it's different uh, we're talking the context of today um, there's, there's, so, there's a f- there's quite a few I mean I had yeah. a right few ding-dongs I'll, I'll be honest with you give us one um, yeah. but there's one guy that I kind of arm's length I wasn't too mm-hmm. sure it was Big Dad Opus I wouldn't oh, yeah. want to mess mm-hmm. about with him why? oh he just a yeah. nut job <laughs> <laughs> but I liked him he, yeah. he was like a fiery character yeah. um, but I wouldn't like to meet him down a dark alley <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> watched what I was saying uh-huh. with, with Dado but you always had ding-dongs in, in training mm-hmm. that, that was just part of it that was just a group of players who were they trained the way they wanted to play and that that's when you when generally you get that I think you get a successful team I had one way which came to my head Perini we were training mm-hmm. we were in a box five against two I passed it to him I thought it was a good pass as you generally do and obviously he didn't move it was about two inches to the side mm-hmm. and then um, the bib got thrown to me and I'm like I'm not going in 
threw it at him and then he threw it back and I was like, I'm not going in and then we just, we went for each other yeah. and then get sent home in the minibus, Jimmy Bell took his back, me and Sergio, he's down the front, I'm up the back, no talking to each other and then we get sent to Ibrox at that time because we didn't have the, the training ground and then get in a shower and that was it, finished, shook each other's hands, over and done with. Wow. That's the way it's got to be done, Paul. Sure. It's, yep. It was just two committed guys who mm. just weren't willing to take responsibility <laughs> to <go laughs> into the box. Yeah, but sure. I think Advocate sent us back home. Um, wasn't happy with us. But listen, by the time the team come back, we'd sorted it out between each other, teammates, and then we got on with it. Love it. Peter, you must have had a few Barneys. Yeah, there's there's a few. one of them. We've yeah. had a few. Um, it's great to hear the insight. A lot in the dressing yeah. room. A lot. Probably every day, Paul. There was near enough of an yeah. argument or a scuffle, you know what I mean? And yeah. I played with some characters. Big Mick one comes to mind because Mick it was, McCarthy. Quite, uh, it was yeah. quite, quite funny, actually. Mm -hmm. We're both in the same team and we're playing the game and as Barry rightfully says there, all our training sessions were the exact same probably as Rangers were. It was full on. You know what I mean? It was smashing into tackles, you name it. You wanted to win. You just had to have that every day. So that was every day. And one of these times the balls came to me and somebody shouted over, which is usually a free kick. I've mm -hmm. let it go, but it's went to the opposition. And I think it was, at God rest him, the good Tommy Burns. Yeah. And Big Mick said something and I went, shut up, you balloon. Oh. You know, the usual Glasgow batter back to him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Gave him that one. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's going for me. He's came for me and I've went for him and Tommy, God rest him, gets in between <laughs> us and pulling the twos apart. And Big Billy says to his right, used to, down the road, I'm yeah, sick yeah. of used to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sends us down the road. But little did they realise that me and Mick always travelled together up to training. <laughs> so the two of us are getting out of the car and we're walking over to the yeah. car with the arm around each other and we're yeah. beating the horn to the boys waving it as we're getting sent down for like two school kids <laughs> for, to, for Barrafield. And that was the way it was. It was never ever 10 outs. You would never leave a dressing room. And I'm talking about after games mm -hmm. or whether on the training field, no matter what had went on, you never walked out that dressing room before it was sorted. That was the sort of characters that I was lucky enough to play with whether it was a captain bringing you together or just the two guys getting back together saying to each other, you were never allowed to leave the training or the stadium yeah. without yeah. talking to each other, never been back on Love keel it. because it was never allowed to go and fester, but that's for sure. Now you would need the interpreters, wouldn't you? Or you maybe just nod to each other. It must be tough. It's changed the Football's days. universal. Yeah. Ah, of course. Really, they they train, yeah. Listen, we trained and for instance, day before a Celtic game, boys would be flying into tackles. Boys would be rolling about with each other because they were just desperate to to get ready for, sure. for the game yeah, yeah. That, that was you getting yeah, that was normal bad, ah, yeah, that, I mean that, that every team that I was with or every team I played in training was so competitive mm. and see when you've got that competitive edge I think you're halfway to being successful honestly do it I mean the team we had at, at Birmingham absolutely 100% I mean your training listen was it top quality the same as the, yeah. the team I played in the late 90s early 2000s no, no but I tell you what Training was at it. And if we weren't at it, the experienced boys would pull the guys up or the coaching staff, i.e. Granty or the gaffer, would be like, hey, hey, I need to see a bit more. Mm. And that's what it's all about. I think I, that's I'm a just big believer, Granty. I thought you that, you were fortunate of Barry and that been there. Barry knew that the standards were at Rangers. Big Alec had obviously been yeah, Rangers sure. and what about Aberdeen with Sir yeah. Alex and whatever. So he'd seen that. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to come through what I had with Celtic, the different managers and players and whatever. So you, the one thing that you never dropped and you could see it right away with his training you could see the demands with the manager and Fjord's as a coaching staff it wasn't a put on thing it was a demand as soon as you went onto the training pitch this is what's expected have your fun enjoy yourself away and do your thing because as a professional footballer we expect you to look after yourself the correct way but on the training pitch the demand is your maximum 
There is no rest on the training pitch. You've got to do everything right. And if you do that, you'll not be far away, Paul. You maybe not get your results, but I'll tell you what, when you're struggling, and Barry will tell you that year after the cup final, we actually won the cup, but then get relegated. We ended up with all the strikers being out. And, but yeah. you couldn't buy a one. Yeah. But prior to that, we'd fought like Tigers to get into the positions we did. And at the end of the day, there wasn't a down to lack of quality. It was just the lack of players we had at that particular time. Seeing as we go to the league after winning the cup, so against a national team, which people believe at that particular time, I think they'd went six years of my right bars or something like that, and they thought it was odds on. But it was Arsenal, all their top players, Van Persie's and all that, and we beat them the last, and obviously the last kick of the game to win two one. And it just shows you with that desire. And the boys that day, they were dead on their feet. If it went extra time, we'd have been struggling. Just as a, see, I'm just thinking back, just as a young boy when I was just coming through at 15 and 16, Granty obviously played against uh, that, that team, the, the nine in a row team. Yep. It, it was the way I used to sit and watch it. After we'd finished, if you got five or ten minutes, I shot across yeah. to watch the first team. And watching them train, that's what gets you in that, that kind of mindset. And you yeah. think to yourself, these guys are playing at the highest level. Yeah. This is the way you've got to approach your training yeah. and if you approach your training in this manner well you're you're halfway to being successful Love and it. I just found it yeah. I just found that way and as I, I'll go back to the old firm games mm. next day guys getting put six foot up up there <laughs> and you're thinking you've got one <laughs> Did you? biggest yeah. dad yeah. in the world the guys are just flying into each other but that's the way we were brought up and that's the, the, the way that the kind of squad was conditioned mm. yeah. to wow. train Mark McNally remember yeah. Mark of course, yeah. Mark got his yeah. debut with Celtic. We wouldn't believe why. Chris Morris hit me such a bad tackle in the morning. We didn't usually train in the morning again, but we played a five-a-side game and Chris Morris went over the ball to me, believe it or not. I've let the ball through and turned and Chris has hit me that hard with both his feet down both shins. They swole up. I couldn't... I was in agony. But then we got down it, so I've got to go off mm -hmm. and training in the morning, go to the physio's room and my shins are split open, both shins. Uh, I'm fuming. I'm absolutely steam's coming out of my ears. Oh, yeah. steam's coming yeah. out of my ears. The next person that came out of the, the physio's room was Chris, apologising. Mm -hmm. But also, you see, the physio, he taught me that hard, he'd done his ankle. And Mark McNally, they get a phone call, and Big Billy's in, roasting the two years, God yeah. rest him, roasting mm -hmm. the two years. This was in the morning of a game, not the night in the before. Morning. This was in the, the one and only time yep. ever. But that was showing you the intensity yep. as Barry talks about. Yeah. But that was. A, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying stupidly like that, but it was a bad tackle. Bit... But he was going absolutely berserk yeah. at us, you know, mm. because of it. I know you're going to say, I, I can tell, uh, Big Mav broke my nose the day before a, <laughs> a semi-final. Was it a semi-final? A big, a big game. Marvin Andrews. Just, uh, just the yeah. way, like, how committed he was. But, huh? you know, obviously my nose is knackered, but I wasn't bothered about right. that. I was like, that, that's just the way that we were, we were brought up to, to train. And if we never, listen, you get called out. You get called out, not just with the coaching staff. But the boys on that training field. Yeah, that's how it's yeah. And that's how bad it's difficult now, mm. I think, because there's how do you deal with it now? You yeah. know, it's yeah. completely different because predominantly a lot you said to come through that sort of system. Is that still part of it? I don't know. So it's difficult to say mm -hmm. as players comfortable with that because they come through the academies and they talk about the beat we go back to the B room. Yep. It, mm -hmm. I was if I was playing the reserves at sixteen because it went from under sixteens to the reserves. So if you're into the reserves, if it was only about three or four senior mm -hmm. players who wanted to go with the first team. They wouldn't be long in telling you whether you were under 16 or not if you gave the ball away or you were being lazy on the pitch. It's not as if a team they were shouting you. That's my concern with the B team. Who tells them? Have they got to wait till the end and the coach tells them it's not mm -hmm. good enough? Or do they have somebody on there that's saying to them, this is oh. not good enough or that's not good enough or come on you. 
and have that and that was different for us so that's why I think football's changed that way and how can we say it's right or wrong or how is Callum going to say to these players because we don't know the difficulties he has maybe it was easier now because everybody understood as soon as you said it everybody understood now it may be slightly different so we've got to be fair on that it's a 16 year old training with the first team my ears were ringing <laughs> after it well, and I used to go yeah. back and think to myself wow god honestly you, you misplaced a pass you never tracked a runner no matter what age you were they went through you like a ton mm, of bricks absolutely. but you know what it was making you as a character you'd be thinking to yourself Jesus man mm. what's going on here <laughs> but that's that, that's the joy <laughs> just thinking back everything's like Love comes it. flooding back but that's listen I just oh, I get brought up through the Rangers system where it was um, the old saying is you've got to train the way you want to play yeah. you've got to give it everything and that's that's what you've got to do and listen if people are not doing it I wasn't scared to fall out with a teammate. Mm. Listen, I would fall out with him, have a barney with him, but as soon as that final whistle went and things settled down, we were teammates again and mates. Because for the right reason. Yeah. You well, want the course. best. Oh, wow. Come down like a ton of bricks. And I heard that one for ages. <laughs> a right yeah. number of players had a go at me and I wasn't happy with it and yeah. I reacted to them, but listen, they got a reaction at me. Oh, I'd have hated to train with me yeah. because I was a moaning face. Oh, we know. Oh, I was moaning. You can imagine. You know, and that was it because... Yeah. Probably that was yep. my strength, if you understand what I'm saying. So uh, you I understand. don't mind them on, I like yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've got a lot of messages coming in. I'm going to just tease this one from a huge Celtic fan who goes to every game home and away. Celtic will not win the league. They look like a team lost on the pitch. No structure, structure to it, which is very strange from a Brendan Rodgers team. They're miles off it. The players brought in in the last two to three transfer windows are of a much lesser standard to the players. <laughs> That are left there. I'm going to have to go to the news. We'll come straight to that yeah, afterwards, the, Barry. The, uh, yeah. Listen, do you know go who's messaged me? The doc. Craig. Oh, the doc. Uh, yeah. He says to me, yeah. Big Marv broke your nose and he was 10 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Who's <laughs> his next? <laughs> he loves it. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! When it comes to selling your home, at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. Lots of you coming on and enjoying the chat there about what happened in the dressing rooms and at the training and the competitive nature of Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant is shining through. And also the but, doc there who won. Yeah, the he's always yeah. got to get his wee batting, hasn't he? Yeah. I'll give him his, his two seconds on there. Um, <laughs> he's got a point though. He's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a point. But there's also some things that you can't say what happened in the of dressing course. room as well yeah, there was some the, oh yeah it's the code you things got, that it? happened yep. Yep. but listen uh, what, I, what I liked about it certainly the dressing rooms that I played in if there was an incident mm -hmm. and it got a bit out of hand it was quickly sorted it didn't it didn't hang on there you know what yeah, I mean it's, it, was, it was easily dealt with um, but well, listen, what would you do now but you get after the final whistle yeah. and people are getting these pictures and that team and I would cry what these days, do you mean? Oh, you oh, know, yeah. in a dress room. Yeah. Yeah. Because nothing's 
mm. private anymore. Yep, sure. You know, players go straight in and run to their phone. And I've no disrespect to any players because I know that's what it is. That's the way they've been brought up. But in our day, that was sacrosanct. Mm. There was nothing done in there. You know, you just if you fought with each other, you fought with each other. People outside the door wouldn't even know what went on in the dressing room. They'd hear a scuffle, and whatever. Yeah. But that was left. There was never going out and telling the press guy this or that. Nothing. Nothing. Bill, Bill, that's what worries me. Billy's been on, Barry, asking, do you think that Philippe Clement, one of the things he's done is, with Todd Cantwell, he's encouraged him to stay off social media. Because you remember at the beginning, you know, he's got a bit of style. Well, I, I totally get it. It has its benefits. And, and listen, no, no problem. I, I just keep it to other things, just let your football do the talking. And I think Todd over the piece... Certainly in the last few weeks, he's starting to show how important he can become as a, a Rangers player. I've said it many times, Paul, I think he's a guy with so much ability. He's a match winner and what he's doing now, he's playing further up the pitch and he's making an impact. He's impacting games and that's what you need for your, your players who play further forward. Um, but in terms of social media, look, it's the way the world is now. Yeah, sure. It's no like it was when I was playing and certainly when Granty was, was playing, it's just part of it. But... I prefer when it's football, let your feet do the talking. If you play want him in the right position, Paul. What's that? Just play him in the right position. Well, exactly. And you said that right away. I said it before he came up. No yeah. one thing I said about Todd when he comes up. The only thing I would say to him if I was giving him a bit of advice when he came in the door was to be very careful with the social media because I know you like it down yeah. in Norwich. This is not and, Norwich. And this, that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said, Paul. I said, this is not Norwich up mm -hmm. here. It's taken a completely different way. And you have to be very, very careful with that. I'm glad, you know, that now he's letting his football do the yeah. talking. But to be fair to the kid, he's playing in the position that I always said was going to be his most influential once he got up to speed. And uh, he's doing that. And he's different from what you think. I've met him on a couple of occasions. Is he, what's he like? Yeah, no, he's a, yeah. he's a brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. He is. He totally gets it. Listen, he may, may have made some mistakes. I don't know about in terms of social media because I'm not on it. But I tell you what, gen, genuinely was impressed by him as a, as a guy. And... Uh, as I say, he understands now what he's got to do up here. He's got to make an impact and that's what he's doing. I'll go back to Mark's point in a moment or two. I want to hear about Philippe Clement speaking about the man who's now scored 120 goals for Rangers. Of course, the captain, James Tavernier. It's crazy amount of goals. It's really crazy as a fullback. I don't know if there was ever a defender scoring more goals in Scotland or even in Europe. So uh, he has a lot of qualities doing that but not only with penalties because he scored also important other goals like in the, in the cup final for example the league cup and he's doing a really good defensive job because in the first place he's a defender for me not an attacking player so he's not busy with uh, statistics to play for himself but he's playing for the team like they all are doing Barry the captain you're a former captain of Rangers yeah I mean I've always said that Paul when he was coming in for a fair bit of criticism and there's been a few callers on here that yeah. have saying right I take my my word back on it I, I think he's been a, an all round brilliant signing for Rangers I, I look at the price he cost what he's brought if you're going to nitpick defensively you would want it maybe a lot better but going forward wow brilliant attacking fullback, great set pieces uh, and his, his goals I don't care what anybody says I know quite a few of them are over half of them are penalties but there's pressurised situations some of them or most of them he's having to step up like that that one on Sunday against St Johnson I know a lot of people say it's only St Johnson second goal if he misses that or he balloons it over the bar that gives St Johnson a lift and then he could possibly drop two points so for me he's been he's been excellent I think if you ask him himself 
he would have wanted more trophies. That that's that's it. But listen, he's got one this season and he's got an opportunity. He's, he's still in the Scottish Cup, the the league, and obviously they're still in Europa League as well. How many is he going to win this season? Do you feel? How many trophies? Paul, that depends on forum, depends on injuries, depends on suspensions. Just concentrate on Saturday. <laughs> Peter, his assists as well. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He gets a lot of crosses in the box, yeah. to be fair yeah. to him. You know, the one thing, and it's interesting, Clement says exactly there, what I've always felt great going forward, but you've got to remember his first job as a defender. Mm-hmm. And he's he's definitely organised them better that way. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind of that. Um and I know people say penalties. Barry's right. It doesn't matter how many penalties you get. You've got to still go up and stick them in the back of the net. If you miss them, you get crucified. If you score them, you're expected to do it. So, no, listen, over the piece, you're talking about 120 goals here. You're thinking, if you said that was a centre forward, <laughs> you'd probably be <laughs> delighted. You know what I mean? Over the piece. So, that, that's all you can tip your hat to him. But I'm glad that Clement, as I say, he's patting him one way. He's also telling the other day, remember, first thing for you is I want you to be the best defender first and I think you can see that within the structure of Rangers behind the ball when they've not got possession of the ball. He's backing in better positions, his body positions better. So I think the manager's taking a lot of time to coach and his coaching staff. Sure. The manager said, yep, top of the table, they don't want to go on about that long way to go. But he did say that he believes his team are growing. Yeah, OK, beginning is, is maybe uh, exaggerated, but... Uh, for sure, we can we can grow a lot. If I see how they are playing now, uh, these last weeks and and four months ago, we cannot speak about the beginning because that was the beginning. But there's still uh, a lot of room for progression. It's clear they are all are growing also these last couple of months, uh, without exception. So uh, yeah, we're gonna invest a lot with all staff in them, and they invest also a lot in themselves and in the group I, because every day everybody's super focused, hardworking. So I didn't have any problem with that in these four months. That's the first time in a team that I never had to smack somebody who's not focused anymore or, or, or not motivated. So no, uh, it's a really important thing. But they all feel that they are in a special story and that it can be a really special story. He's been listening to your chat about smashing in the dressing room there. He hasn't had to well, do it. But yeah. He's a big guy. I wonder if we like to take a, yeah. a whack off <laughs> Clement. But listen, yeah. I, I, I really like that. He's happy, but there's more improvement to be made. He's no settling for that. It'd be easy to say, oh, do you know what? I've got off to a great start here. I've got a, a trophy in the cabinet. I'm sitting two points clear. But no, he's no settling for that. He understands and he knows that Celtic are only two points behind Paul. It's not much, but they've done well to get to where they are. And the thing that I'd be saying to my teammates was, don't let go yet. Don't let go yet. Peter, Barry's been uh, praising and, and commenting on the way that Philippe Camon changes things. For example, at the weekend, really poor pitch at St. Johnson, and sometimes it's the long ball. It doesn't always have to be one way. Do you feel that Celtic could, I'm not going to say learn from Philippe Clement, Brendan Rodgers, but do you think Celtic will change some of the way that they're playing? I think it's difficult, Paul, because of the personnel they have. Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is, if you've got four wingers for talking sake, near enough to four of them, apart from me, that's probably, I'd take him out, but if you're talking about Kuhn, Palmer, mm. Abada's a different story at this sure, moment of course. in time. Yang. You know, yeah. Yang. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, Meda's different, he's more mm. energy, and he's not been back to the levels... There is, 
obviously they expect from him the power, the pace, the running. He's not been up to that level yet. It's no getting away from that. And the other boys are very similar. So if you take one off, you're putting sort of similar boys on, if you understand what I'm trying to say, whatever side you put them on. And I think that's maybe the disappointing because the same player is defending them. It's just going on and defending the same way if he's been successful against the one prior. So what change can he make, Peter? Because... <laughs> You know, a lot of people say they like the way you analyse the game, and I do too. So what would they do? What is Brendan Rodgers? Because if you keep doing the same things, you'll get the same result, which at the moment is Celtic will go one up, but then they squander too many chances. Is that a fair word? Uh, they, they don't score enough goals just now. They don't score enough yeah. goals. If there's things I would look at, and it's strange because I really like Bernardo, mm -hmm. if there's something that's maybe not happened in the last few weeks, is um, maybe try a water there. In the yep. middle of the pitch is a deeper one. Callum to the left again, a little bit higher. That releases him a little bit. Yep. Release him a little bit more, mm. just to give just a wee bit yep. of change, mm. if you understand what I'm saying. And Matt O'Reilly there, so if they're three, that's the three. And then all of a sudden, your wide areas you need more for all the guys. Yep. So that is the difficulty. I would definitely have Kyogo through the middle, yep. and, I, and that's not against either in any shape or form. I definitely. Yep. But I just do think there's something different there. You, you need your guys fit. If you know your guys mm. fit, you could say I'd do this, do that, and the next thing. But that's something that maybe I would look at because I've been when I see a water playing, I like him. I know Callum does that exceptionally well, you know. But maybe that wee bit forcefulness that Callum can give you, and he's got a lovely left foot on him as well, and open that yep. door. And maybe when he receives it in there, he's not going to come back out to Callum McGregor if you understand yep. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He's going to pass forward and look for the guys on the last line. We simple things like, and I'm sure Brendan's looking at all that. He works with them in training every day, and Barry will tell you, is, I, I'm the same. You're working with players and you maybe be working on that and seeing that and you're just thinking that's not working and you, that, that plays in your mind as well as a coach okay. as well because you want everything to be falling perfect. They have to find a way to get more shots in target. They have to find a way to get more balls in the box mm -hmm. and I don't mean necessarily just putting the ball in the box. We don't have that type of centre floor. You've not got a Joe Jordan in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the best way to get that in is getting there to the byline whether it's a fullback or whatever or a wide player or even if you're a wide player cutting in, deliver then. Because that's what centre forwards want, no matter what. Keep it simple. Absolutely, and that's what I think the effect is. Now we keep passing back, Barry. Yeah, just in terms of like you were saying about should Celtic change it? Yeah. No, what I enjoyed about Sunday is they're mixing it up really well. Now it was clear Cortez, Wright, and Silva were told to get in behind the back three. Now generally they, they like to come towards the ball, certainly Silva, but the pitch is bobbly. The centre of the pitch is crowded. So they were just turning them. And what that does is that makes, obviously, the spaces in between the midfield, the, sorry, the St. Johnson defence in midfield, that's where Cantwell, etc., etc., can go on the ball. So it's clear the instructions are, are, are getting onto the, the, the field. I just like the way he's going about it. He's changing it up, as I said. Ideally, me, I would love to see free-flowing, passing, energetic football. Sometimes that can't happen. You just need to get it back to front. If you don't win the first ball, you win the second ball. And that's what they've done at McDermott Park. They played to the, the conditions really well. And you know what? It's paying off. Forgive me for going back. I'll say it because Barry's here. And it shows you how a tactic wins. And it was so difficult to put this tactic in place. We played in the cup final against Arsenal. We this said to, Birmingham against yes, Arsenal. Barry's, yep. Barry's yep. A, our main player. Yep. Everyone goes through Barry. Mm -hmm. So every, Arsenal know this. Everyone's going through Barry. We said prior to the game, we don't give Barry the ball. And I knew how frustrated that would get him. We don't give him the ball. We play off Ziggich. Mm -hmm. And we've got two midfield runners in Craig Gardner and Lee Boyer who would run 
very well. You'd Seb Larson and then Keith Fahey. But these guys love to go and support or run beyond. The goalkeeper should have been sent off right away, Baz, remember? When Bo got through, gets pulled down. But it was frustrating for Barry because we knew he'd come looking for it all the time. That was us in possession of the ball. We also said to the wide players, don't swap over defensively. You go all the way with their fullback, and our fullback go all the way in with their wide players because if they didn't get the timing right, it would cause us a problem. Yeah. But it was a way we had to try and beat Arsenal because right. we could have about 30 players on the pitch and we wouldn't be able sure. to keep the ball off them. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You had to adapt. We had to adapt yeah. and we had to do a different tactic yeah. and it worked for us and it's frustrating for him because we're, trying, we're missing our best player. Our best player. Yeah. But we caused, mm -hmm. caused them problems with it. You and know? it worked. And it worked and he won the cup final. But it's a tactic you had to use in that particular sure. game. Yeah, he's spot on. If we went and played the game sure. against Arsenal, let, let's be brutal honest, Absolutely. they would have beat us pretty convincingly. And obviously the gaffer and Grant come up with a tactic. Mm -hmm. Is it my kind of football? No, but you know what? Do you know what? Mm. See if it wins us a cup. I don't care if I, I don't even touch a ball. Mm. Honestly, was, I mean, that's what it was. It was just about getting second balls and helping the ball on. That's all I'd done all game. But do you know what? Who won the cup? Exactly. Birmingham City. We won the cup. Who was in their team that day? Van Persie, Van Arshaven, Abergas, you name them all. Wiltshire. Uh, yeah, Jack uh, Wiltshire. Yeah, listen, they, they were a mm. phenomenal team. They, they were, oh, like, oh, on paper. Oh, oh. <laughs> right, on paper, they were, they were a brilliant team. But you know what? We were respectful of the fact is we kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them and play them at, at their game because they would, they would pass us to and death. And remember Big Alex's comment to Zigic was, we played Aston Villa the week before, I think it was 0-0 no -no bars if mm -hmm. I'm right, and Big Zigic never jumped for the ball in the last minute, would have won it. The keepers come out wow. for a punch and if he'd have jumped for it, he'd have nodded into the net. He'd have stayed up. And, and Big Alex went like that to him. During the week he said, go in front of the goalkeeper, but this time jump. We win the first header, he jumps and touches into the net over the keeper's hand. So with Big Alec just saying yeah. him, and you're talking mm. about wee things, sure. tactics, and that was what we'd worked on. And to be fair, you can tell the players to your blue in the face, but if the players don't carry out when they're on the pitch, sure. it's so, so difficult. Here's the message from Mark. We teased it just before the news. So, lifelong Celtic fan, 40 years old, he and his brothers go home and away. Europe, everywhere. Celtic will not win the league, he feels. They look like a team lost on the pitch, no structure, and that's very strange from a Brendan Rodgers team. They're miles off it. Players brought in in the last two to three transfer windows are of a much lesser uh, standard to the players who've been let go over the last year and a bit. He says we're in this position. They've caused all these problems themselves, the club, uh, with very poor recruitment, and that's inexcusable. That's from a lifelong Celtic fan pays yeah. good money Peter yeah you can hear their heart let's not understand that mm -hmm. because you're talking about their levels when we brought Joe in at first nobody really knew him No. But then sure. you have a, a, a year with him obviously then you take him on full time Carter Vickers the same so you have an opportunity to see these guys and I keep getting back to it and I'm, I'm I'm probably digging a hole for myself in that respect I don't know what goes on with recruitment and whatever but if you're looking at recruitment one is the players out there it's better I agree they're not coming in and being the standard of the ones that you've, you've let go. That's difficult. Jacamakis, sure. for Jack example. Yeah. Well, listen, Jacamakis, yeah. obviously, Angie got rid of him. Because oh, I, I know, sure. I, yeah. Angie's went like that. He doesn't want to be here. Mm. Fine, get him out the door because I don't want anybody here that's going to be kicking the wall and kicking, screaming. But at that particular Paul, time, Paul, he had replacements. He brings Owen yeah, even sure. at that particular time. It was similar type, but yeah. Kyogo was in fire. Everything. Listen, it's so much easier to recruit when you're winning every mm. game because... The ones that's no playing particularly well, because they sell, listen, Ange brought some guys in and never gave them a shot on the pitch. 
because there were certain guys come in and went, yeah. oh, they're not good enough I'm to sure play in the team. Eddie Gucci and people didn't. But yeah. also the fact is, you've got to remember then, the other boys kept fit. But see, when they don't keep fit and you bring boys in yeah. that are not good enough and you've got to use them, then they're exposed. There's a perfect storm. Absolutely. That's happened. Then you're but, exposed. You sure. don't get six months to get, break them into training, whatever. It's so, so difficult. And I understand the hurt. I watch it week in, week out. I understand all that. So there's no getting away from that. We see the gap's been closed with Rangers in the respect of the points. You know, listen, I think they trusted the recruitment for a long time because see, the model was good, but they don't now. Well, see, the thing you've got is see when a player goes, goes out injured, they've got to be at the same level or yeah, better, yeah. in my opinion. And at this moment in time, I don't think that's the case at Celtic. And it's not. No, but that's what I'm saying, Paul. Yeah. So the ones kept fit, it was predominantly in the front line. Yeah. Celtic never had really any injuries last year, as and such. But as soon as they do, and I said that last year even, to be fair to Rangers, I said at the time, Rangers have got a lot of injuries. The one thing you ask as a manager, that all your main ones, your 14, 15, who you hang your hat yeah. on, that are all available for near enough every game. Celtic have not had it this year. Mm -hmm. But the ones coming in then I've not got that okay, chance to break in. They mentioned Carl Starfelt. When he played with Cameron Carter-Vickers just last year, as you know, they didn't lose a domestic game. Yeah, but then I, I would say on the other side of it, you couldn't say that skills has not done well. That's true. Okay. You yep. know what I mean? Sure. Yep. And bear in mind, he's had four diff three different partners. No. Carter-Vickers, Stephen yep. Welsh, sure. yep. Lagerbelk and Jarowski. He said all them. That never happened last year. You know, that was either Carol Stalfelt and Carter Vickers predominantly for near enough every game. And that's what I'm saying. So when the quality underneath is not good enough, you don't get time to buy or train in six months with them to put them in the team. And some of the boys, as we spoke about, have not kicked a ball for Celtic. James McCarthy? Yeah, sure. So did he come in? You know, you talk about Kobe Ashe. Yeah, sure. You know, all, Gucci, all, all, he's gone. All, oh, yeah. all, all these ones. Yeah. So... They still, some, some of them don't work and that happens and it does happen and it does Absolutely. happen but also yeah. see when you're no winning Paul that's exactly what I'm saying that's when it's highlighted Barry will tell you that last year nobody cared that Rangers had injuries we still beat them you know we still won the league and all that but the Rangers fans are going crazy but when you look about you're losing the roofs and all yeah. these the mm -hmm. Tom Lawrences and all that we said it last year that was a blow to them because they guys weren't fit so when you've got your best players available, then you all sit down and say, we're not good enough. It's not been good enough, though, has it's it? It's not been you good know, enough. For Mark, what would you say to Mark then? Well, listen, I'm, every, I'm every other yeah. Celtic fan. Uh, you've got to keep the face, and it's so, so difficult. I've been there, and I can only talk for my own self. I know the hurt they're going through because I'd done it as a player when we were so unsuccessful and all the criticism was coming, and I felt the pain. But it wasn't because the boys are not trying hard. It's not because they don't care. It's nothing like that. He maybe just not be good enough. And I think some of them at this minute in time maybe aren't good enough at this moment in time. That's probably it. Some of the boys that's, uh, to come in and be the replacements as Barry's talking about are maybe not that standard. They were hoping maybe they were going to get a wee bit of time to build them in. But unfortunately, the injuries that came, you've got to put them in right away and they're getting exposed a little bit. Proving that they're not mm. good enough. Brendan Rodgers has an amazing record in football here and in England. Um last night and not just here in a number of places people are now giving him criticism now some of that's been because of the history because he left five years ago almost to the day but that was then do you think Brendan is going to lead Celtic through this period he said in the summer when he came he would be here for three years unless he's emptied now I can't imagine that he would be but he's going to need the right resources around him we don't know the club doesn't seem as unified as they would want to be you would imagine you won't know what the situation is there is Brendan Rodgers going to lead Celtic through this and turn it round well I'm hoping so because when I told you when Ange had went 
as you asked me for a couple yeah, of names, sure. and I went Brendan Rodgers and Graham Potter at the time, because yeah. I'm talking about a mm -hmm. Celtic way of playing and whatever, and the way these boys, and, and I know Brendan had left under a cloud the last time, so I understand that, and I understand the frustration of the fans. So I've, I've no argument with that. But football doesn't stand still for you, Paul. It doesn't worry about what you done yesterday. It's about what you do today and tomorrow. They're the most important things. And at the end of the day, Brendan will get as much criticism as anybody, no matter how much success you had 10 years yeah, ago. Sure. Big Billy McNeil, God rest him, get sacked with Celtic, you know what I mean? So let, let's not be kidding. He was an icon <laughs> in the respect of that and everything. And if anybody is at the forefront yeah. as a Celtic manager, mm -hmm. you'd have said Billy. So anybody's possible losing their job and you hope that never happens. But you're hoping that the qualities that he's got the management, the good and the bad he said, because at Leicester it never ended particularly no, well sure. either. So yeah. you've got to say, has yeah. his management skills improved through that period with Liverpool, Swansea? And you'd think over that period yeah. it has. He'll probably be looking, as I say, the backup quality for the guys that's come in injured has not been good enough. And I don't mean that disrespect, they're not ready yet. Yeah. Whether sure. they're ever ready, I don't know. But they're definitely not the standard. They're not the ready-made guys coming in. It's different. You look at Martin O'Neill's team. Sure. We knew look everybody was coming in. Yeah. Sure, and those days have gone. Absolutely. I mean, Mark knows that Celtic fans know it. I think they, you know, they're very informed. The football fans, Rangers fans as well, they know it. They love it. They're very informed. But that was a team a of men. Yeah, that was a team of men. This group they now, as in Celtic terms, mm -hmm. it's a team of young men learning their trade for a lot of them, and that that is the difference between the squad that Martin had. Barry, you're sitting quietly at the moment. You're no, just... no, I'm just thinking, but yeah. I, I go back to listening to Brendan Rodgers. I heard them saying in the press conference they wanted experience in. Mm -hmm. He did. Well, why why would they come back to Celtic if it wasn't getting his way to bring that the type of players in? I, I don't understand it. More on this next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141 374 0409. Let's go! Barry Ferguson coming down like a ton of bricks. We'd have a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers <laughs> on top of you. Exactly. 0808 17 17 700. A lot of you are on the socials. You really enjoyed the insight to what it's like in the dressing room, in the training ground, and you know, the, the competitive nature of it, but also some fun as well. Sometimes, Peter, there's not enough fun in the game. It's very, it seems really, I know it's serious business, but it's football. We love it and we love a laugh as well. But I must admit, Paul, you say that, but for two hours or 90 minutes oh, or whatever yeah. it was in training, yeah, it was, the intensity was like a war. You've got to remember, especially in my time, there wasn't a lot of big squads. So you're all desperate sure. to be playing. And it, was, and it was like a war, no matter what you'd done. And this is a god without a lie. We weren't allowed to drink water or anything like that because there was no sports science at that particular time. Wow. You used to have to weigh yourself before you went up to training, and it was right at the door. You'd be losing nearly eight pounds every training mm -hmm. session you coming down, and you'd be feeling a wee bit. Oh, I don't feel yeah. that great. You didn't mm -hmm. realise you'd been dehydrated. Wow. But yeah. Big Billy and that used to say, "Is if I see any, he's drinking water because <laughs> it was the things that was on the grass yeah. and that for making the grass grow." And whatever. If I see any, he's drinking water. He's be running after it. It was bizarre. You wow. talk about how things have changed. But as you say, in the dressing room, the intensity yep. was so much. But see, as soon as the training gear was off, we were all sitting in the big bath together. There was always a bit of banter going on and a laugh and a joke. Yep. And that's what it was. But that's what brought that spirit. And then there'd be certain guys would be rushing away because their wife would be waiting outside. Of course. You know, I used to wind Paul up because I used Almost to say about yep. Anne-Marie yep. waiting to take him <laughs> out the forge and not picking him up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we things like that, we'd all be slagging each other John's off. John's on asking both of you, how many sports scientists did you have when you were playing? So let's say 88, early 90s. I never had a sports scientist to yeah. near enough 96, 97. 
because I was early. Remember, Mm -hmm. my debut was in '84, Mm -hmm. and mine was probably when I went to England. You know, you'd so not at Celtic. There was no Mm -hmm. sports scientist. No, nobody telling you what to drink. Barry, so when you came in at Rangers, yeah, there was was, uh, yeah. That's when it really we started to kick off Mm -hmm. around about '95, '96, and then obviously went down to England the second time in 2010-11. That's where it was like. there was more sports scientists than players. Huh? But honestly, the, the staff was was huge. Did they get their um, own coach then going to the matches? Did they go on a bus next to you? No, they, just the way. Yeah. Listen, it's totally, yeah. totally different. And I get, listen, it's a massive part of it. Yeah. It is nutrition, obviously, making sure you, you've got enough fluid intake and um, obviously dehydration. Every morning you would get obviously tested. It's just the way football was yeah. going. It was totally different when, when I first came in. You know, I remember like guys wearing bin bags during pre-season. Eh? I can't remember wet. Danny not training with a, a, a bin, bin bag, bag and a wetsuit yeah. on mm. every day, yeah. and he was the fittest and strongest. Mm. You could yeah, I, I used have. to see my brother mm. doing that like before he would get into start pre-season. Uh-huh. So when you're only eight, <laughs> nine, I'm thinking, right, that's what you've got to do. You've got to put, <laughs> put a bin, a bin bag. bag on your head. Nah, got to put a bin bag <laughs> and then a, a jumper at nine year old. That that's the that's way that. But nowadays you're you're weighed all the time. Your bloods are took. Your body fats. You don't have time to get out, really, no. because the amount of games you play. No. You know, it's, it's difficult. And it, listen, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, let me tell you, Paul, and if people talk about it, I keep getting back to it and say, I wouldn't say anybody's any fitter in the respect that I say, obviously there's different types of fitness that you want to look, but all these players could run distances. I mean, Roy Aiken yeah. could... Well, I but the game's look, faster now, isn't it? I, but the game is always fast, right. Paul. Yeah. And probably more... Because it was direct. Our games were a lot okay. more direct. There wasn't passing out for the back and through and getting it back and keeping the so ball. And is it not sitting. faster now, do you think? It's, it's different. Everyone it's, says it is. Barry, what do you think? You're changing five, right. five at half time That's or five during it. Slightly, slightly yeah. yeah, but it's more physical. Uh, no, yeah. no physical, but they're more like kind of... I'd say athletes, but mm-hmm. even back, I mean, when I was a young boy watching the team that Granite played against, they, they were... They were fit. They, they they, they, yeah, they, they looked after themselves. You know what I mean? It's just a different w- way things are done now. Yeah. That's what I think. That's where, where, where this kind of argument comes into. Um, and there's definitely a lot of more science yeah. in the game. And listen, if it helps you that percent, I would be all for it. The biggest you know thing I mean? is the mentality. Yeah. And mm. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, no, you can have all the sports science in the world, and I'm not being disrespectful, there's a big no. part for it. But if you have not got the mentality, you can eat what you want, you can drink what you want. If you have no good mentality, go onto that pitch and roll your sleeves up when the going gets tough or when it's going well for you, you've got to dig in. 0808 17 17 700, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. We're into the last 20 minutes of the programme. What about Falkirk? Callum's been on saying, Barry, are they coming up now? That's 14 yep. points. Falkirk 3 0 last night against Montrose. Yeah, 100%. Um, if I was a betting man, um, they've been the most consistent, no doubt about it. And I would be shocked. If Falkirk weren't crowned champions at the end of the season, scoring goals, fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've scored a great amount of goals, consistently winning, and that's what you've got to do. And they've showed a great mentality because, listen, Falkirk's got a fantastic support there, you know, and the respect of the people keep turning up and they're very demanding. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of boys didn't <laughs> couldn't handle that when they went down the leagues. 
So now they've got a group there that's winning and it's a completely different place for them and I'm sure John, with the experience he's got, will guide them over the line, there's absolutely no doubt in that. And Peter, what are you think in the Championship? We spoke about it on Monday night with Barry, it was a great game Friday night, wasn't it? Wraith Rovers against Dundee United. What a strike we kept saying from Scott Brown, Scotty Brown. Yeah, I was really impressed with him. I liked him when I seen him, I seen him, was it Peter Head I think he played with? He played in midfield and I was impressed with him yep. when I seen him playing. And then he went, turned that gamble of going full-time as well, which is some boys don't want to do. He's done that and they've done exceptionally well and capped him, but it's turning and thrown all the way, you know, yeah. it's going to, going to go all the way at the end because in that league, uh, we quite rightly yeah. say, no result surprises you. Somebody, you, you turn up tomorrow and the bottom team are both a beat Dundee United or Wraith Rovers would it surprise you? No, not really no. One point but you're right <laughs> I, I thought bottom. it was a brilliant advert for the, the, the championship yeah. last week I, I really enjoyed it Wraith Rovers started the game really well Dundee United then dominated but what a goal to win it was wasn't Oof. it? Yeah. Listen, Barry, that, what about the crowd as well? Sorry, yeah, that Dundee was a, United brought a big crowd Yeah, Dundee Dun United did yeah. bring a big crowd I think that was the best mm. the highest attention so, in 25 years so yeah, yeah, it was a great advert. I really enjoyed it. Um, the only thing that kind of annoys me is the, the surface. I would like to have seen a bit sure. of grass. But yeah. listen, good players on show, and and again, like Dundee United, I've got the biggest budget by country. Man, but you actually look at Wraith Rovers squad. I mean, two of their most um, talented players were left on the bench: Dylan Easton yeah. and Connolly. Yep. Um, so that shows you the strength and depth that Neil Murray's got also a couple of good signings during the, the, the transfer window but that one for me is going to be like the Premier League I think that's going to get right down to the wire See touching on that there Paul I don't know if yeah. we're going to be a bit of a tangent here not like saying you. about the not about the park Yeah We're talking about St Johnson uh -huh. What would you prefer? <laughs> exactly okay. That's my argument Ask You know him. in the respect yeah. of, And I know we'd always like grass Yeah sure But parts like St Johnson are that where you see a game that's played at pace What would you prefer then? Well, I've played in both. And when I look at St. Johnson's and I'm thinking, they pitches are murder. Because yep. if it's wet, you're home, it's raining, so it's soft and it's mm -hmm. not as bobbly. Yep. You know, on the other one, if it's a good 4G or whatever, you see yourself, the pace of the game, the ball's bouncing correctly, all these wee things. And then I looked at the game in Saturday, and mm -hmm. there's Barry's right, when the television goes on to that from down south, because mm -hmm. it's sky or whatever, you're looking at it and thinking... Sure. But Starks Park, would you have gone, would you play there, or would you have played... Um, at McDermott Park if you had the choice Peter Grant which one? I'd have rather played at Starts Park Starts I don't Park, like okay. I don't like yep. Astrid Turf either no, no, sure. no, I want it. a good yep. grass pitch Barry it's a good question yeah, I'd, I'd play in a toy field that's what we're doing no that'd be disrespectful no, but, but the, in terms yeah. of like St Johnson's it wasn't the ideal no, 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 but sure. listen the weather we've had up here Absolutely. the last yeah you can't blame St Johnson, you know what no, I mean? You, sure. You've only got a certain amount but of money. But you say, Barry, but what I'm saying is that's why there's a lot of games get put off and these teams had the yep. grass pitches because it was so bad. But as soon as any rain fell, as the winters, as you know, we have, all of a sudden, they were getting no money coming in, mm -hmm. no supporters coming. Yep, no, no. And these clubs then were just going further down and further down and people don't understand. And it is, you're right. I, I just find... Good grass, grass pitches, 100%. I, I just find when you come to these grass, grass pitches like McDermott Park as, as an example, I think it's a challenge for you. Mm. I see that as a challenge. You know what I mean? Right. You're used to like, Ibrooks, I've got to be honest with you. Ibrooks is like an absolute bowling green. I mean, what a surface they've got just now. But that's a challenge for Rangers going and, and as I said, mm. mixing up and changing the game plan a wee bit. What's the secret? What are they doing? <laughs> I because, don't know. Do you yeah. know what? You've got to give the groundsman credit. Mm. That's the best I've seen Ibrooks in a long time. Well, I know it's a... always good, but this, this year, I've been on yeah. it, I've walked mm. across it. It's the best I've seen it. 
Paul, the boy, when we were at Aston Villa, mm -hmm. they headhunted the boy. He was excellent. It was the best pitch without a shadow at Villa, Villa Park. Park. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. He got headhunted for Real Madrid. Did he? Yeah, yeah the Bernabeu. Arsenal yeah. lost somebody to, I think it was Juventus okay. or something. Yep. So now it's not just the players, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the groundsmen. Mm -hmm. And I think, if I'm correct, Muller will have just lost theirs. Yeah. And their he pitch used to was, beat Rangers. And their pitch was <sighs> unbelievable mm -hmm. at the start of the season. But now you see mm -hmm. there's a wee change on it now. Mm -hmm. But obviously I think they lost their, um, yep. their groundsmen. Right. So it shows you how important these guys yeah. are as part of the team for the way you play as well. So Craig and Saturday have been probably been delighted. There'd have been no water going on it, they'd have been left yeah. bobbly. Because if Rangers are going to play, he's not wanting me to do that. He's wanting to keep it. Soonest done it at Blackburn, am I right, Barry? Mm -hmm. Soonest had a pitch he trained on which was all cut up when mm -hmm. he went in there because he's seen all the Brazilians training right. like that. Yeah. So he had a pitch, mm -hmm. which all the pitches down there at their training mm -hmm. room were immaculate. But he got one that was all ruffled up. So if they were going to play in a pitch, it wasn't that great. The players would be used to, they'd be training on it all that week mm -hmm. and the preparation, that's how far the preparation went. Remember he narrowed the pitch, Peter, in a European game. Absolutely. And Sunis took over and he said, right, let's make it tighter. Listen, the see game. if it gets your result. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, oh. That's what I had to so, practice for. It's like a bowling green but then, the, Barry. Yeah. Well, the Ibrox, Ibrox yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Have you played fantastic. Bowls? Are you a good grass, <laughs> grass bowl? I like grass yeah, bowls. Yeah, bowls, yeah. yeah like Tamford Scythe, the late great Tamford Scythe, was a brilliant bowler. I, like, I don't mind the old grass bowls. Young um, David Lynch. But going back to Muddle, what yeah. Granted just says, he was a young kind of apprentice and then um, he worked yeah. at Ibrox yeah. and then Muddle obviously got him and, and I've got to be honest with you, what a job he'd done with that surface. That Muddle absolute. surface was absolute fright yeah. in the last few years. Yeah. But I think he's went now as well. Ah, he's away. So, so he's he's away. been head as There's well. There's a market so, for these people. That's special. But it shows yeah. you they're a part. They're a big part of the team. Mm -hmm. All the groundsmen yep. at these places, the amount of work they put in, and they treat it like a baby. You know that's what they've got to do. But unfortunately, a lot of the clubs don't have that finance. Yeah, they try and walk it. Hey, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> they go crazy. Oh, don't they? they go absolutely <laughs> mental. I know. I used to be trackside doing the stuff. Oh, they hated it. If you, I didn't go near the ground because I would respect it. But you'd see some of them, the new ones coming in. It's a baby. They take so yeah. much pride. I mean, it didn't matter if you didn't see them there. Mm -hmm. You didn't see them. And you put your toe oh, on it, you would hear yep. a shout for it anywhere. Yep. You know, because you're very fatigued come for there. You know what I mean? They would know you were on it. Peter Grant's got his team, Celtic team for Sunday. Yep. At Motherwell, Barry, you've got your team. I'll for, give you. For, yep. Friday. After the. On Friday. Ah, true. You're back on Friday. Make yeah. it a wee hint between now and seven o'clock. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141-374-0409. Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. We're with Go Green Property. We'll be back tomorrow night at five. Tell you more about that before the end of the programme. I think he's listening at the moment in Los Angeles. It's his birthday today, Ross King. Happy so birthday, Ross, from Peter Grant. Yep. When did you buy him, Barry? Uh, uh, something in the post. <laughs> a, wee a wee bottle, maybe, when, on the way when over you're there. Flying yeah. across. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, maybe after the Euros. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Be, uh, Wait, so, is he? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I think he's quite on. open on it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's 62. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Because fair play. I'm younger, younger than you. Uh, yeah, uh, everyone used to it younger. <laughs> I always remember Paul Coy used to say, "He said I can't stand when people celebrities when they lie about their age." Said the twenty-eight-year-old Paul Coy. He was thirty-seven at the time. <laughs> but it's a happy birthday, Ross, uh, in LA, and he just loves his football. And uh, he tunes into the program. He often phones in to say, well, "Tell me, oh, phone in and have yep. us an invite over." Over, <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Have you been there? Murdo was over no. uh, a couple of years ago. Murdo and Mary were over there. Yep, they were at the house, and the it is phenomenal up behind the the Hollywood Hills. Ah, yeah. I deserve. Where did, where did it go wrong? For it? Yeah. Hard for it. 
from Scottsdale all the way there, Knightswood over to Hollywood. Hollywood Hills. Your house just Barry. along the road. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I wish. Uh. No. Hey, where would you want to be apart from here in Glasgow in a season where it's going to go? Is it going to go all the way? It's, it's exciting, but, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's good. It's Two teams are going to go at it. Um, I'm sure there'll be a, a few twists and turns. I know I said last week, I thought up to the first Old Firm game in April the 7th, I just couldn't see any of them. I know there's a few difficult fixtures. I Celtic going to Tynecastle, like uh, obviously Rangers going down to Kilmarnock next Wednesday. I just couldn't see it. But listen, football is full of surprises. Um, and listen, Rangers took the opportunity. Now it's two points, so we'll see what happens. But it's good. It's good for the game course, up here. Yeah. We're always. You trying. don't want to see no. one team go away 15, 20 points, do you? Really? Let's be honest with you. But it shows you as well to go away from Celtic and Rangers, and you're talking about Livingston against. St Mirren uh, yeah. how, how yeah. Livingston done but then Stevie's getting stick off a supporter yeah. uh, you know, for the job sure. he's done there you think come on I know. what's the reality of it and I understand frustrations at times but what is the reality the job he's done there is phenomenal you know and that's what we're talking about what is the expectations you know if somebody had said to St Mirren at the start of the season the supporter had shouted at him or whatever yeah. he was saying sure. to him this is what's going to be yeah. this is the, the run we're going to have They've been loving it. Top six, probably <laughs> two years running. It's phenomenal. Can I just look forward to the weekend briefly? We're not going to go through everything, Peter. We're looking for your Celtic team for Sunday. What about St Mirren against St Johnson this coming weekend? Who would you expect to win? Because it's at home, I'd yep. go for St Mirren. Yeah, yeah, but I think it'll be. It could be a one nil. It could be one of these sort of games, you know. Yet again, it's two teams. It's big and powerful. It could be a set play. It separates that game. But I just think they've got the know-how there now, St Mirren. You know. They've got that wee bit. They can change. I'm not sure. You know, yeah. Nicky Clark coming back in, if he starts for St. Johnson, I always think he can steal a goal out of nothing. You know, which is a slightly different. Flings a different crook in it. Um, so I'm going to go 1-0 St. Mirren. I think it'll be very, very close, but I'll go 1-0 St. Mirren. Barry, we'll go through all the games with you on Friday. But what about Livy and David Martindale? I saw him in Sky there a few moments ago. Suddenly... Is there a momentum there now? He's only three yeah, points Yeah, well, off. listen, it's amazing what a win can do for you, Paul, and that'll give them a confidence boost. And I can see them going up to Dingwall at the weekend, and I fancy them to get the three points at the weekend. Ross County on the slip at this moment in time. They're struggling. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I fancy Livy to go up there and come back down the road with three points in the bag. Peter, who am I to argue with Barry? But Simon Murray, one of the top goal scorers despite the fact they're second bottom Ross County what do you think? Uh, Simon's done phenomenal for them and he's always a problem to play against because mm. he gets you out of trouble he traces as I said many times he chases lost causes but he's got intelligent runs he wants to get in the score but he works so hard and he gives a, an exuberance to the team is that going to be enough against Livy? I'm not sure because I just see Livy, Livy are big and powerful and they're used to fighting and scrapping I'm not sure and I feel for the Ross County boys because this is their third manager this season which is usually a stable club in that respect and it doesn't matter who you are Donald have different messages yeah. for Malky and very different messages for Derek so these players are getting all that information it's not always ideal so I would go for Livingston who've got a more stable they have indeed background. Yeah. great game at Rugby Park isn't there Barry uh, Kilmarnock against Aberdeen just uh, well I, I would, are they the favourites the home team Kilmarnock are the yeah, favourites for me aren't they yeah, 100%. Um, again, the job that Derek's done, recruitment in the summer, recruitment again in January, 
And you look at his front line, Aye, big, powerful, strong, yep. with Van Veen coming in. You've got Watkins, you've got Vassell, you've got the two wide boys who are a danger every single game and his back line is solid. Um, so, yep, I think Kamarna are, are clear favourites for that game. You'd have to say for people like Billy Bowie and... And they're building a training ground as well, Paul. What a job they've done yeah. by going Brilliant. for that manager, which most, you know, most people thought he's not going to come. Yep, and he went down to the championship and um, got them up. I thought last season it was just about making sure you stay in the league. And I said, I think each year Derek will slowly progress and make Kilmarnock um, better. And as I said, you've got to give the owners and the board credit. They've backed them, they're getting a training ground built and they're going back to grass as well. Peter, you also, Barry also said, watch Kelly this season. Yeah, I thought they'd finish fourth. Yeah. I expected yeah. Aberdeen to be third, mm. I must admit. Yeah. Uh, that was the only thing. And you look at it and he's done, he's done a tremendous job. He knows what his team's doing, his players know what they're doing. He buys, we talk about buying players or whatever, but he does them for specific roles. You know, he's got two big centre falls, but it's no use having that if you've got people that can't deliver crosses. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and they do that fantastically well. They put them in good areas. They've got long throw, they've got all this. They're a big team defensively, so when they're set plays against a lot of teams, maybe play a little bit shorter or makes them think a little bit more. They do, do a lot more movement. It's not just about putting the ball in the box because nine times out of ten, if you do that against Kilmarnock, they'll just head it away. So all these wee things, he's covered every base. And he's done a tremendous job, and his players have as well. Danny Armstrong's came at the phone, yeah. been excellent, you know. And th listen, that's what you need. You need your players to be playing well, and they're playing with that, and they've got that belief. Celtic had a hell of a lot of ball against them last week for big periods. But they just stuck in at it mm. and they knew that if they stick in at it and keep tight and keep compact they, they will get a set player they will whatever and they've done that very well So what's your scoreline? 3-0 Aberdeen? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding I'm no. going to go 2-0 Kilmarnock 2-0 Kelly Gosh they would love it there and uh, yeah they're in a great spot to stay fourth this season Barry will give us all his predictions um, on Friday night you'll be on with Andy Walker tomorrow night at Stephen McGinn will be here with Mark Guidi um, looking forward to the weekend what's your Celtic team so Rangers what do you reckon the score is going to be Rangers Hearts which is a brilliant game on Saturday at three Ibrox there'll be 50,000 there what, what are they going to see Peter I'm going to go for 2-0 Rangers I just think they've got a wee bit of momentum behind them now the players are on the front foot um, all the things you expect from Celtic or Rangers, you've got to go there and grasp the nettle. This is the moments you go there and show that you want to be first and stay first as you don't worry about anybody else. You go out there and play your game, you play at the tempo that Rangers are expected. Hearts will be the opposite. They were very well organised against Celtic at Celtic Park, knowing that you've got a goal scorer, you know, if you create chances yourself. And Hearts will be going there and just, I don't mean rubbing their hands in the respect because they've got money in the bank now because of yeah. the results they've had. So they can go there and say to themselves, they'll not go there and think we're going to throw everything at Rangers and try and beat them and knock them out of going at them right away. But they'll be very well organised, knowing that even if they get a point for going there, that that's a big plus for them. But I just think Rangers have got playing on that front foot now, a wee bit of pace up front, players playing the right area. I just think the momentum plus the support round about them, um, they will win that game. We're just focused on ourselves and uh, we will continue in that way uh, the next weeks and the next months. It's the only way to be successful and uh, and the players understand really well. Keep the noise outside, Barry. That's what the manager will be saying. Yeah, exactly. Just concentrating number one, Paul. And that's themselves. Um, as I said, they're in a good place. Confidence is clearly high. They're playing a, a, a 
good brand of football but also they can change that if need be um, so listen it'll be a tough one Hearts in a good mm. place as well there Stephen Naismith turned it around there got to give him credit for that and as I said there's one guy that you've got to keep your eye on and as Lawrence. long as they keep him quiet I think it'll be a, a comfortable afternoon for Rangers we'll talk more about it with you on Friday Hibs against Dundee should have said to you what, mm. do you what do you reckon Peter? That's an interesting one Tony's done fantastic well at Dundee there's not much between them but I just think of the pace that Hibs could believe it or not could cause an upset a home game I think Hibs will beat them Too many draws for Hibs I think, problem, Hibs will, I think Hibs will beat okay. Dundee And then you expect five points to be in it when Celtic come out at Motherwell at lunchtime just uh, in fact lunch it's 12 o'clock isn't it for the game on Sunday this is how the game finished at the weekend the fans reaction the manager spoke about it afterwards after the 1-1 draw Listen I I totally get it today wasn't what as a Celtic supporter and that, that you want to see. I think that as it, like we might, you know, we might have had that reaction having won in the game one 0 and and we would have deserved that as well because I think performance-wise we uh, it it was nowhere near what, what what's needed as a Celtic player and as a Celtic team. And then that's my responsibility. I now have to go away and look at it in the week and uh, and look to get a, you know a more consistent performance level next week. And so, what's his team? What do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know Brendan's team, you know. And I know okay, no, we've got a, yeah. quite a lot of wingers in the respect of that. Mm-hmm. I think through injury, you'll know what you've got at the back. If Taylor's fit, he'll come in at left back, obviously. I'd have Rawson, Welsh, Skills and Taylor because I don't expect any of the other yeah. guys to be fit. Johnson, no I'm, Johnson, I'm not, Johnson, I'm not no, sure. sure. Johnson, Carter, Vickers, where they are. Yeah. If they're fit, they come in. Mm-hmm. And Tony Rawson, as I say, one thing about him, mm-hmm. he rolls his sleeves up and digs in for you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's not a criticism of him. I just think sure. for Johnson... He's got that quality as well. Midfield, you're going to change it a little bit. Yeah, well, you'll be surprised with my team. I'm only this is me gambling because yeah. I'm not I'm not aware of how they train or what these guys do. Okay. But I would go with O'Reilly, Awata, and McGregor. Mm-hmm. Awata in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the front three is going to be interesting. But I'd play it as a front three. Mm-hmm. I'd go Maeda on the right. Go Ida on the left but okay. and as a third a second striker if you know right. what I mean mm-hmm. and Kyogo up the middle right. so it'd be like a three up front mm-hmm. and say right because I, I'd like to see Ida and say because I think he's played off the left hand side for Norwich but have a more positive role not outside left not on the touch line and playing inside the full back and going and running inside and being a mm-hmm. second striker and the same on the opposite side we made it, and then having the three midfield players in there and then you've got your full backs coming forward because I don't think with the wide players that we've had I've shown enough quality. Sure, they haven't. Yeah. And I think you've, you've got to, maybe, in my eyes, you've got to look at something different. Maybe I'm 100% wrong because no. I've never seen Barry th- these guys sure. there. Worth a switch to change it? I think he needs to change it. Yep. Certainly after the result of the weekend. Um, for me, I, I think you've got to play Kyogo directly through the middle. Because he worry, even if he's no um, massive goal-scoring for him, he still worries defenders. If he's playing through the middle, the back three, Muddle will be worried. What's your scoreline, Peter? 2-0 Celtic. Thanks very much for tonight, Peter. We'll see you next week, Barry. Thank you. And we'll see you on Friday. We're back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! 
When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.